you read the Bible? Well, I'm more of a New Testament guy than an old one, but there's one passage that I have memorized. Ezekiel 25:17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities and the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger for those who would attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Yes, I know that verse isn't actually in the Bible. Now it's time for an introduction. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. I never said, mm, you dirty rat. This is about trickery, fraud, about lying. What I actually did say was, Judy, Judy, Judy. Hello and welcome back to Film Myths. In this show, we debunk myths about films or myths perpetuated by films. Today's movie is Pulp Fiction. Alright, I'll debunk the less fun myth first. The famous Ezekiel 25:17 speech delivered by Jules Winfield does not accurately quote Ezekiel 25:17. The actual quotation is and I will execute great vengeance upon them with furious rebukes, and they shall know that I am the Lord, when I shall lay my vengeance upon them. Yes, what Jules says is similar. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. But it's not quite the same. The actual verse lacks a mention of the righteous man, the shepherd, the weak, as well as the tyranny of evil men. References to these concepts are scattered throughout the Bible, but do not appear in the particular verse mentioned. I do not begrudge the changes, though, because it does a good job summing up the moral of the story. Maybe it means you're the evil man and I'm the righteous man. And Mr. Nine Millimeter here, he's the shepherd protecting my righteous ass in the valley of darkness. Or it could mean you're the righteous man and I'm the shepherd. And it's the world that's evil and selfish. Now, I'd like that. But that shit ain't the truth. The truth is you're the weak and I'm the tyranny of evil men. 
but I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Violence is wrong. These are bad people. Their lifestyles are too extreme. Don't be like these incredibly funny and quotable characters. Tweaking the verse allows the passage to gain a lot more meaning than it would have if Jules had said the unaltered passage. The altered passage is about the evil men are capable of, and how it's the duty of the righteous to protect people from evil. Without that alteration, well, it's just some cold-blooded shit to say to a motherfucker before you pop a cap in his ass. Now on to the thing that people actually care about. Oh, what's in the box? No, not what's in the box, Mr. Pitt. What's in the briefcase? For those of you who don't know, Pulp Fiction is a film directed by Quentin Tarantino. It boosts an all-star cast that includes Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Uma Thurman, and Bruce Willis. The film follows three different plots, but only one pertains to the topic of discussion. Jules and Fidson, played by Samuel L. Jackson, and John Travolta are two hitmen assigned to retrieve the briefcase that belongs to their employer, Marcellus Wallace. We never see what is in the briefcase, we just know that people want it, and it apparently glows. So naturally, theories have popped up about what exactly is inside the mysterious briefcase. The most popular theory is that it contains the soul of Marcellus Wallace. Evidence that supports this theory is firstly, Wallace wants it, so clearly it must be important to him. It glows when opened. The briefcase's combination is 666, the mark of the beast. Marcellus Wallace's neck has a band-aid on it. According to some sources, when the devil steals your soul, he takes it through your neck. When someone looks inside the briefcase, they are clearly awestruck. Ringo even describes its contents as beautiful. And what could be more beautiful than a human soul? Finally, when Jules and Vincent are shot at, they are stunned that none of the bullets had hit them. Jules even compares it to divine intervention. The theory states that God came down and prevented the bullets from hitting Jules and Vincent because they were trying to retrieve a man's soul, a noble gesture. Now, what do I think of this theory? Well, personally, I think it's a crock of horseshit. Firstly, why did the bullets not hit Jules and Vincent? Well, maybe the guy's just a crap shot. Ever think of that? It's pretty clear that the characters in this film are not skilled with firearms. Oh, what the fuck's happening? Oh, oh shit, man. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Yeah, Vincent, you just killed Phil Lamar. How's Jon Stewart gonna join the Justice League now? Google that. Secondly, what could be more beautiful than a human soul? Well, who's to say that a human souls are beautiful anyway? A soul is supposed to reflect the character of the being it belongs to. Am I correct? I have met several humans in my lifetime, and I have to say I am not impressed. Most people are assholes. They murder people for petty reasons. 
take Marcellus Wallace, for example. He tried to kill a man because that guy gave me a foot massage. So what'd he do, fucker? No, 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 nothing that bad. Well, then what then? Gave her a foot massage. Foot massage? That's it? Mm-hmm. Then what'd Marcellus do? Sent a couple of cats over to his place. They took him out on his patio, threw his ass over the balcony. Nigga fell four stories. Had a little garden down at the bottom, closed in glass like a greenhouse. Nigga fell through that. Since then, he kind of developed a speech impediment. He is not a good person. Why would his soul be beautiful? He might be one of the world's biggest sinners. Furthermore, when Jules shows Ringo the contents of the case, Ringo asks, Is that what I think it is? How would Ringo know what his soul looks like? He's just a common crook. How would a common crook know what a hypothetical metaphysical thing that no one is even sure if, if it exists or not look like? Furthermore, Vincent takes a look at the content of the briefcase. Why is he skeptical about Jules' claims about divine intervention? Miracle you witnessed. I witnessed a freak occurrence. What is a miracle, Vincent? Act of God. And what's an act of God? When um, God makes the impossible possible. But this morning, I don't think it qualifies. You ever seen that show, Cops? I was watching it one time, and there was this, this cop on. He was talking about, about this gunfight he had in the hallway with this, this guy, right? And he just unloaded on this guy, and nothing happened. He didn't hit nothing, okay? It was just him and this guy. I mean, you know, it's, it's freaky, but it happens. Why is divine intervention such a ridiculous notion to him if he's seen a human soul? Thirdly, the reason Wallace has a bandage on his neck is because his actor, Ving Rhames, is insecure about the scar on his neck. The band-aids have no significance to the film at all. Why does it only show Marcellus Wallace from the neck then? Well, to build intrigue. Throughout the film, we keep on hearing about Marcellus Wallace. The only image of him we have is a shot of the back of the head. Not seeing his face makes him seem larger than life. Why does Wallace want the briefcase? It could just be valuable. Nothing more. Why is the briefcase's lock code a 666, the mark of the beast? Well, clearly these people have no qualms against appropriating Christian theology. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. I think Wallace's reasoning behind making his briefcase's locker code 666 is because he wants to say that he's... Bad motherfucker. Exactly. Why does the briefcase glow? Well, Tarantino thought it looked cool. When he was younger, he saw this film, Kiss Me Deadly. The film contained a briefcase that glowed when opened. He thought, hey, that looks cool. I should put that in my movie. Furthermore, there is a difference in what is actually happening in a scene and how the audience sees it. When we see a character in slow motion, obviously they aren't actually moving in slow motion. That is just the way the audience is seeing it. The briefcase doesn't actually glow. It just glows in order to tell the audience that it's valuable. 
it doesn't actually glow. It'd be like saying me is really drawing rectangles in the air in that scene with Vincent. And why would you think that? What's the matter with you? Now, what do I think is in the box? I don't know. Doesn't matter. <sighs> Let me explain. The briefcase is something that is commonly referred to as a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is a term for a motivating element in a story that is used to drive the plot. It serves no further purpose. It won't pop up again later. It won't explain the ending. It won't do anything except possibly distract you while you try to figure out its significance. In some cases, it won't even be shown. It is usually a mysterious package, artifact, super weapon that everyone in the story is just chasing. To determine if a thing is a MacGuffin, ask a couple of questions. Is the nature of the item interchangeable? If it is an object of, of great value, if it is an object of great value, there is little difference between a diamond, priceless painting, or exotic statue. The quest surrounding it would differ only trivially. The plan surrounding its theft would largely be the same. The mission to transport it to a specific place would be largely the same. The investigation to locate it would be the same, etc., etc., yada yada. Imagine when reading the script, replace the name of the item and ask if that story is all that different. Is the nature of the item irrelevant to the plot? All MacGuffins have some extraordinary value, whether it be monetary, prestige, historical significance, supernatural power, or forgotten knowledge. These things are often, but not always, explained in detail within the story so that audiences understand the desire. But these elements are not vital to build the plot. Any usefulness from having them is either non-existent or relegated to the coda of the story, and the plot and the desire for the item is over. Some notable examples of a MacGuffin include the Maltese Falcon, the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones, and the Power Stone from Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians is actually an interesting example of the MacGuffin, because it all but flat out costs its item a MacGuffin. <laughs> The point I'm trying to make is that the contents of the briefcase are insignificant to the film. The only thing that matters is the fact that the characters want them. However, if you are curious, in the original script, the briefcase contained diamonds. Tarantino decided that this was too generic and too boring. In addition, his previous film, Reservoir Dogs, was about a diamond heist, and Tarantino didn't want people to think he was being too formulaic. Come to think of it, the diamonds in Reservoir Dogs are also a good example of what a MacGuffin is. Tarantino wanted to think of something else to replace the diamonds, but found that it was much cooler not knowing what was in the briefcase. The contents of the briefcase don't matter. It could be money, jewelry, or hell. Maybe it's Wallace's favorite orange light bulb. Who gives a shit? It doesn't change the story at all.
I'm sorry if, if I seem a little bit more angry today than usual, but I just don't understand why people obsess about this topic so much. The briefcase is by far the least interesting thing about this film. You want to know how I know this? Well, Tarantino realized that he could write the entire movie without telling us what's in the damn briefcase. <laughs> I think that's all for today. Good night and good luck. This has been Film Mits. Be seeing you.